It is zero hour thirty universal time. And that's time for the news in special English. Fierce fighting between government troops and rebels continued in Syria Tuesday. Syrian activists and rights groups say shelling continued in several areas, including homes. In Idlib province, heavy fighting took place on the edge of the town of Taftanaz. Several deaths were reported across the nation. Also Tuesday, the United Nations announced plans to send a team to Syria to discuss the deployment of international observers. The UN team is expected in Syria within 48 hours. The chief of the International Committee of the Red Cross is in the Syrian capital, Damascus. Jakob Kellenberger is attempting to arrange a two-hour humanitarian ceasefire in areas where fighting continues. Syrian state media said the foreign minister, Walid al-Mualam, promised cooperation. The African Union has placed a travel ban on the group of military leaders who overthrew Mali's democratic government. Captain Amadou Sanogo and his officers also will not be able to use the country's financial resources. An AU official said the decision was made after a meeting Tuesday at the group's headquarters in Ethiopia. The United Nations Security Council was holding an emergency meeting on the Mali crisis. The overthrow leaders began feeling the effects of severe new economic restrictions from the Economic Community of West African States, or ECOWAS. Long lines formed quickly at gas stations in the capital, Bamako. Pakistani officials say violence between Sunni and Shiite Muslims has left at least 14 people dead. Many more are wounded. Officials said that Tuesday's violence began in the town of Gilgit when five people were killed in clashes between police and Sunni Muslims. The Sunnis were protesting reported attacks by Shiites. Hours later, people believed to be Sunni gunmen stopped buses on the main road. The gunmen killed nine Shiite passengers. Officials have set a curfew in the area. About 15% of Pakistan's population is Shiite. Most Sunnis and Shiites live together peacefully but members of both groups are often victims of extremists. Afghanistan's foreign minister says talks with the Taliban must be led by the Afghan government. 
Zalmay Rasul made the remarks after meeting with Qatar's foreign minister in Doha. Mr. Rasul also said officials from the two countries discussed opening a Taliban political office in Qatar to help with the negotiations. Qatar's foreign minister, Khalid Alatia, told reporters that Qatar would talk to all Afghan groups in the peace process. A spokesperson for the Afghan foreign minister told VOA Tuesday that Mr. Rasul's visit had two goals, to strengthen relations between the countries and to open a Qatari embassy in Kabul. You are listening to the news in VOA Special English. American Secretary of State Hillary Clinton says she expects Iran to tell the truth about its nuclear program and make firm commitments in talks later this month. Iran and six other countries will meet in Turkey on April 13th and 14th. Iran's return to negotiations follows moves by the United States and the European Union. Western nations are increasing restrictions on Iranian banks and limiting purchases of Iranian oil. Ms. Clinton says President Obama has made it clear that the United States and its international partners will prevent Iran from having nuclear weapons. But American officials believe there is still time for diplomacy. Iran says its nuclear program is for peaceful purposes. A group of doctors has released medical evidence of torture, sexual attacks, and other human rights violations against civilians in Sudan's Darfur area. The study was released by the group called Physicians for Human Rights. It was published in an Internet medical journal called PLOS Medicine. The report is based on the work of medical experts who reviewed the records of more than 300 Darfuri patients who fled violence from rural areas across Darfur. The Darfur refugees were examined between 2004 and 2006 at a medical office in Niala, South Darfur. Alexander Tsai, a doctor at Harvard University, says the study helps define what has been happening in Darfur. A strong ocean storm has hit Japan. The powerful winds stopped traffic, trains, and air travel Tuesday. Thousands of homes were left without electricity. At least two people were killed and several others injured. The storm hit the main island of Honshu with winds of more than 100 kilometers per hour. 
In Tokyo, people expressed surprise at the strength of the wind for this time of year. Weather officials have warned that the winds will cause high waves. Officials have asked people to remain inside. On the other side of the Pacific Ocean, two of the destructive winds called tornadoes hit the city of Dallas in the southern state of Texas. Weather experts describe the storms as large and extremely dangerous. The two tornadoes were powerful enough to pick up large trucks and move them through the air. The tornadoes also destroyed houses. No deaths were reported. Transport officials canceled flights at Dallas Airport because of the threat of more severe weather conditions. And now, briefly, here again is the major news. In Syria, fierce fighting continued between government troops and rebels, even as the UN announced it was sending a team to discuss the deployment of international observers. Pakistani officials say violence between Sunni and Shiite Muslims has left at least 14 people dead near the city of Gilgit. Many more were wounded. And speaking in Qatar, Afghanistan's foreign minister says talks with the Taliban must be led by the Afghan government. And that's the news.